0: Principal Matters Podcast, episode 358. Hi, friends. This is Will Parker, host of Principal Matters, the School Leaders Podcast, where each week I bring you inspiring, innovative, and imaginative ideas for your own school leadership. This week, we're talking about inspired to be faithful with my special guest. Timothy Alexander. Timothy Alexander is a faith-driven leader from Birmingham, Alabama, and has become a symbol of resilience and inspiration. He was ranked number eight high school football player in his state during his time at Irwin High School, when his life was dramatically altered by a car accident in 2006 that left him paralyzed from the neck down. Despite the incident, Timothy pursued his education at Wallace State Community College and the University of Alabama at Birmingham, double majoring in criminal justice and communication management. His strong spirit allowed him to make history at UAB as the first paraplegic to receive a full-ride football scholarship. In addition to his academic achievements, Timothy has led a movement that successfully reinstated UAB's terminated football, bowling, and rifle programs and raised over $40 million in support. He is also the recipient of the Student of Excellence Award for his outstanding academic and athletic performances, a pillar in his community. He is known across the nation for sharing his story of inspiration and resilience with students and educators, and he's a returning guest on the mm-hmm. Principal Matters podcast. Timothy Alexander, welcome back to Principal Matters. Why don't you fill in the gap? on that intro and let listeners know something they may be surprised to know about you. And then I'll start asking you more questions.
1: Yeah. Well, just, I'm so excited to be back again. It's always an honor to get an invite to come back for a second time. And I have just upheld the standard, right? The standard was already set on what principles matters is. And it's just an honor now to continue to go out and make a difference and do it all over again.
0: Well, since the last time we've talked, you are a new dad. You have been, man, you've been traveling all over the U.S. Yes. I, I got to, congratulations, by the way, on your sweet twins. Um, I got to see you in person back in the spring at Mustang High School when you were addressing the National Honor Society State Convention. And oh, Timothy, it was so amazing to be in that room with you. Why don't you give listeners an update on your work? For those of you that have not heard Timothy before, I'll reference his previous episode in the show notes. But tell folks what have you been up to with schools, and how have you been helping students by telling your story?
1: Yeah, well, I just be, I have just been going out to visit schools, colleges, universities, anywhere where I can go out there and have impact. and just really just remind them and remind faculty, remind admin that students just need purpose that they can identify themselves with and reminding students that it's not about what they do, but it's all about who you are, because who you are is more important than what you do, and so my role is to come in and just give them a purpose that they can identify, that, that they can identify with that's going to guide them and lead them through inspiration, right, because students need guidance. They need purpose. They need something that they can identify with and as we know, they say pictures are worth a thousand words, but sometimes our life has to be that picture. Sometimes we have to be the ones that's able to make a difference based on our life, based off inspiration, which is growth mindset, looking at every challenge as a difficulty that leads to growth.
0: When you address students, Timothy, there's something magic that happens, and I and I want to just... If it's okay with you, I want to kind of dissect your work for just a few minutes, especially for principals who may be thinking about how your work could help in their schools. But when you step in front of an audience of students, number one, you're, you're telling your story and, and your story is not just inspirational. It's pretty vulnerable. You talk a lot about how close you came to, um,
1: to suicide. Yeah.
0: Yeah. How you talk about, you talk about the difficulty, the dark, the dark nights, of of trying to face a future with a lot of pain and struggle, but then you also help students identify how they can move from pain to resilience. Talk a little bit about what that looks like if someone's with you in that moment with students, because it's both. Um, it's not a depressing meeting. It is a it's a meeting where students are inspired. But when you finish a talk, you're surrounded by kids. I mean, it's it's like when you finish, it's like permission to meet Timothy. And I just stand back and watch in awe as these students are are rushing for an opportunity to just connect with you. So talk about what that experience is like for you. um, and, And for someone who may bring you into their school, what can they expect?
1: Yeah, well, you can expect me to disrupt their thinking in a positive way. When I come into the school, I'm there to disrupt their thinking in a positive way and truly challenge the status quo, challenge them on why can't you, right? challenge them on who said so, challenge them on understanding that you have to truly live your truth. And so the expectations of me coming out to your school, I address the elephant in the room, right? I echo the leaders. I echo and say the things that you just wish your student athletes would understand, right? So I just come in there and I I, I tell the truth, And that truth allows me to connect with them and that connection with them leads me to being relatable, right? And now I'm reliable, right? Because of the real talk that we all share that has truly disrupted their thinking in a positive way because no one truly gets it than someone that's been in their shoes. And we've all, when we look at stories in our life, we all can relate to a student somewhere. We all we all have a story that connects with a person somewhere, but it's about how truthful and how vulnerable and how willing we are to disrupt their thinking in a positive way. Because everybody has negative thoughts, but how many of us challenge those negative thoughts with a with a positive thought that allows them to to fulfill their purpose in life, which guides them and inspir- inspires them all because. This guy came out and and made me challenge the status quo. Whatever it is that I'm dealing with, he challenged me to to keep going. You may want to quit, but keep going. And if you do quit, come to that renewedness of the mind and pick up where you left off. Throw a pen and wherever it lands, start from there. But we got to challenge these students to disrupt their thinking in a very, very positive way.
0: And not only are you communicating that Timothy through the engagement you have in that public setting, because I've seen you address hundreds of kids at a time, but you also take time. Because I've followed your work a lot, and I also know principals whose schools you've been in, and they reach back to me and they'll say, "Timothy spent hours with us. He 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 sat with students. He was in the lunchroom. He was in the hallways." And so you're not just connecting with them in an assembly. You're connecting with them throughout the day. And so uh, here's my follow-up question. You spend a lot of time hearing from students face-to-face in these settings. And sometimes you get to hear them say things that even their educators and principals don't hear. So I I wanted to just take advantage of this moment. What is some feedback that students are giving you that may help their school leaders or their educators better understand them?
1: Yep. Some feedback they're, they're giving me is number one, being excited, that I kept my word and I came back and I told them I was going to come back. They're excited because and they say this all the time. Man, you don't even know me and you sat down to talk to me. You don't know me and you walk me to class. You 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 don't know me but you made me not think about things that I can remember but think about my imagination, right? You 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 truly just took out the time to just really get to know who I was, where I am in life, and what do I want to do with the life that I have left with given the circumstances that I've been through in spite of. And most importantly, kids just love that. I don't just ask how they're doing. I ask how their family is doing, right? Because normally if a student's family, family as in family that adopted, foster family. Uh, they they may have gone through through ups and downs, but if their family is not doing well, then they may not be doing well. So it's important to know how their family is. Their family could be their friend groups. So it's just important to just really just take the time to to connect with them before we request anything from them. And that's really what has helped me.
0: Well, I just have to pause for just a moment to affirm some of the amazing things you just said, because I want to apply that to to my leadership, but I also want to apply to those that are listening. So Principal Matters listeners, I'm speaking straight to you, Timothy, and the responses that students gave to you, where I'm challenged and encouraged just to think about Mm -hmm. how do I step out of my comfort zone on a regular basis to engage with kids who don't even know me? And not only to find out how they're doing, but to also go deeper into how they and their families are doing too. I had the privilege last week of, of being at the National Association of Secondary Schools Principals Conference with, uh, and Barute Kefeli led a, a one of the breakout sessions. And at the time of this recording, um, this meeting was back in July. Um, but in principal management, you, you're probably listening to this sometime in August. But Timothy, he said a couple of things that he challenged us to think about when we're trying to create moments in our schools where every kid feels welcome. And he said, here are the the five questions that he made us chew on. Um, Do I know where they are right now in their lives? Do I have a reason to know where they are? Do I have a desire to know where they are? Do I understand where they are? And do I know how to meet them where they are? And, and those are very simple questions. But he went really deep in, in, in recognizing that if you're going to build real relationships, those are the kinds of questions we have to be asking. But also, yep. it's, those are the kinds of questions students are welcoming from us if we take the time to get that deep. What, what do you want to add to that?
1: I, I would just really add that they need to see us right? As admin, as faculties, as principals, they need to know that we care. They need to know that although we're busy and we don't have a lot of time, look at how we're spending our time. Walking the halls with you. We're sitting down just listening. Sometimes these students just need someone to listen to because they feel no one listens to them. So I would just say, sit down give them time it can change a student's life but i would my my number one thing is get out of the curriculum and just take two minutes to connect Mm -hmm. two minutes can change someone's world i mean in football since we get ready for football the two minute drill is the most important drill when it's two minutes left on the clock anything can happen. They used to call it the Brady two minutes, right? It can all happen, right? But just imagine if we just took some time for our busy schedule to just take out a two-minute drill with our students, because they already see us busy. They already see us, oh, they don't care about us. They already. See, they don't even know what just happened to me. They seen my mom yell at me before I got out of the car, and everybody just let me walk by. And I know they probably didn't want to nurture and embrace me in front of my mom, but when I got into school, no one did it anyway then, right? But what if we take out two minutes to, to just be human, right? And there's a difference between being human and and, and being a person of power because of our title. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about being human to know how are our student leaders and student athletes doing and two minutes can be the best minute of their life. So sit down with them, listen to them, and and understand. How would you ask yourself? How would you lead? How would you do this if it was your child?
0: Yeah. Well, Ta, you have been um, a successful student athlete, yep. a successful student, a successful coach of students in the at the college level, and as a as a life coach a successful business owner, because you are on the road a lot, I would say almost all the time with the requests that you're receiving. And you don't just speak to student athletes either. When you get, when you come into a school, you speak to entire student bodies. And so I've seen students come up to you afterwards, drama kids, theater kids, athletes, kids that don't have a place to fit. They're all coming up to you and talking to you. There's something about your message that resonates across the lines. What do you think that is that, that you're able to reach kids that that seem to be in every category yeah
1: I, I I think because it's funny because I can just simply remind them oh well right it's hard but oh well it's tough but oh well you've you've had you've made a great achievement in your life but oh well what are you going to do next that competitive nature to not stop but to look back and see progress to look back and see how far I've come but how much Far, I have to be willing to grow, not willing to go, because growth mindset is not about what you go through; it's about what you grow through. Mm -hmm. So, as you look back in your life and you see your progress, and you see all the things that you've gone through, and as you look toward the future, as you look towards the future from where you are right now, lasered in with focus, you, you 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 challenge them by saying. Hey, you you will face obstacles, but obstacles are meant to get over. And that's why we say, oh, well, because we don't need it to be easy. We just need it to be possible. I love reminding faculty, staff, teachers, corporations, students, student-athletes all around the world, I always like to remind them that if it was easy, everyone would be doing it, but everybody's not doing it, right? Right. And, and sometimes the easy things we make hard, right? Not being tardy, not disrupting class, being respectful, being attentive to compliance, treating people the way we want to be treated, right? Those are easy things to do, but we make those hard, right? But we just have to truly hold them accountable. We have to truly hold them accountable and 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 help them understand we got the we 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 got the major in the minors. It's not it's 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 not about just dreaming big, but it's about focusing small. But that goes back to your perspective, right? We have to go back to respect them and remind them that this is the moment that they signed up for, and they got to hold themselves accountable.
0: Support for principal matters comes from Digicoach and it's walk through tool. When Kathleen Beckham was a district director, she would walk through classrooms and see teachers engaging students in learning or observe elements missing in their instruction. And her biggest challenge was finding the time to give those teachers meaningful and helpful feedback that they would value as coaching and not correction. In the past, Kathleen spent hours, and follow-up email exchanges after informal walkthroughs. But that all changed when she discovered DigiCoach. She now has a tool that can help her send immediate feedback from her phone or her tablet. DigiCoach is a fully customizable tool created by school leaders for school leaders to not only collect walkthrough data, but also ensure every teacher receives ongoing support, feedback, and coaching. It features thousands of pre-written research-based commendations and coaching tips that can be included along with your own observation comments and a follow-up email ensuring all teachers receive effective and timely support. Are you ready to make the most of your walkthroughs with a tool that saves you time and enhances meaningful feedback to your teachers? Go to digicoach.com to learn more And please tell them Principal Matters recommended you check them out. That's digicoach.com. Support for Principal Matters is sponsored by AptiG. AptiG powers the identity of thousands of school districts across the U.S. They help superintendents market their district brand. And now AptiG has rolled out rooms which is a powerful tool for principals and teachers to better engage families. Rooms is a two-way communication and messaging tool integrated directly with your school app. Rooms has parent-teacher messaging, translations, classroom announcements, and even PBIS behavioral tools. When you visit aptigcom backslash rooms, you'll see how they make it incredibly easy for you to improve family engagement within your school. Chat with ApteG and book a time to learn how they can help you onboard families and provide ongoing training for teachers with rooms. Learn more at aptiG.com backslash rooms and tell them you heard about it first from Principal Matters. I want to take advantage of this moment to to talk about some of the habits that lead to achievement. And, and I'm saying that in the context of, of first of all, I just want to say this on the front end TA, that whenever I ask other leaders, tell me about your habits, I recognize none of us practice our habits perfectly. So I don't want to try to, I, I never want to put the pressure on anyone that um, you're the, uh, I know that sometimes even when I think about my own practices, I have to consistently refocus and reflect on, okay, where are the areas where I need improvement? But having said that, you have experienced a lot of success in your work and in your life, and, and, it, and, and I'm not saying that without the idea that you, you don't still need growth, because all of us do. But could you share some of your own personal habits that might help other leaders who are thinking about ways that they can reflect on their own habits that lead to, um, to growth?
1: Yeah. I, I think one of my habits is, because I talk so much, whenever I get an opportunity, I am slow to speak and quick to listen. That's my number one habit. You got to slow down to listen, right? Because when you slow down to listen, you'll be able to find out everything that you need to know. And then after that, I got to take care of myself, right? I have to be willing to slow down and listen to myself. Because if you don't even listen to yourself, how are you going to listen to anyone else, right? And so I, 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 In order to go fast, you got to go slow, You got to sit down and and allow your thoughts to help lead you to a different place. And I just really, I just, one of the things that I I do, I, I just take a deep breath, right? Every day I wake up, I have to take a deep breath. The reason why I say that is because I'm a paraplegic and I have spasms early in the morning. And I know that if my breathing is not where it could be, like I can, these spasms can go five, 10 minutes long. Mm-hmm. So in the morning, I know that this spasm is about to come, but the only way that I can control it is just breathe. got to breathe. And when you're breathing, it allows you to control the things that you can control. But I, one of the things that I do, I again, I just truly... I, 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 my habits are I'm slow to, slow to, to speak, but I listen and I just put myself in other shoes. If I were them, what would I be thinking? If I were them, how would I do it? Yes, sir.
0: I love that. Now you've also coached a lot of student athletes yeah. and and so I, I want to just sit here for just a moment. I know you've touched on some of this already, but but for for leaders who have to hold others accountable while also maintaining trusting relationships, what are some of the lessons you've learned in that
1: balance? Yeah, remind them that this is what they signed up for. This is what you signed up for. This is what you committed to. And sometimes the conditions may want to lead us away from our commitment. But sometimes, when the conditions are not what we seem they should be, we should lean more towards our commitment. So just remind them what they signed up for. Remind them again oh, well, we know it's hot outside, but oh, well, this is why we ask you to hydrate. This is why we ask you to get your wrist. This is why we ask you for nutrition. But one of the things that I I, I do know that what helps me have instant connection is that whatever their struggle is, because we all have struggles, whatever their struggles is, that we have a story that connects with them. And it's not about telling any story. It's about what story do you have that can connect with them in that area? When I think about the young man, coach, my my grades are not where they should be, and I'm truly not doing well in school. And I, but I gotta play. I gotta instantly remind them, hey, we are academic university first, right? Would you rather get your grades up and miss practice, or miss tutoring and go to practice, and then you may never even get to do anything but practice, right? Because you're ineligible, right? So it's just giving them a story of perspective and it goes back to perspective. But by doing that, it, by doing that, it allows me to be accountable. It allows me to show them that I've been where they are. This was my story and what's going to be your stories, right? That was going to be your story.
0: I know there are going to be listeners who may be familiar with your story from our previous time together or those who have, encountered your story or had you in their schools, but I want to take a moment, Timothy, with your permission for listeners who may be getting to know you for the first time to take us back to your story. Talk a little bit about um, your story and the lessons of resilience that it taught you and and some of the things that you share when you're with students that that help them identify your story with their own.
1: Yeah. So, My senior year in high school, out of three people, I was the only one that was hurt. I was a Nike prospect athlete, and it was projected, hey, if you just do what you need to do your senior year, you'll be able to go and play ball at any school in the country. And my senior year, I went through a lot of ups and downs. My house burned down, my grandmother passed, my brother passed, and then the day my brother passed, the next day I was in a severe car accident that left me brain dead and paralyzed from the neck down. The doctors told me I would never walk again. I would never talk again. I would never do anything on my own. And because I was told I would never do this, I would never do this. I call it stinking thinking now, but my thinking was just all over the place. I was depressed. I was suicidal. I, I tried to commit suicide three times in one week. And I remember one day I was just complaining. How would society view me? How would I go out and provide for my family? Because I couldn't run up and down a football field anymore. I'm there and told me I was brain dead. How would I do these things? And I remember crying one day and just saying, why me? Why me? And one of my friends said, why not you? You got to get to a point in your life where you're saying, who cares what others think? And so, what began to happen for me was I began to challenge my memory. All I could remember was me walking. All I could remember was me doing the things that I was doing rather than being laying here just being paralyzed. And so my memory led to my imagination and my imagination gave me this vision that I would be able to go out and allow the unthinkable to become achievable. And so I ended up graduating high school. I didn't get a chance to walk across the stage. I rode across the stage. After I graduated high school, I had to take a year off just to allow my brain to develop. A year later, I enrolled at a community college here in Alabama, Wallace State Community College, where I made a 13 on my ACT. And I had to start off taking math 098, reading 096. Still were challenged, but I accepted the challenge and kept going I I had, had a lot of academic probation, almost flunked out my first semester. And my great friend is Lisa Smith, who worked as the dean. She said, it's school for you. I said, I'm trying to make it be. My mother never went this far. My father never went this far. I, my dream is to finish my dream. And my dream was to earn an education because of my because of my upbringing. I was labeled incompetent of learning. I had a learning disability and I was mentally challenged and I just wanted to earn education. I became a great student athlete. I wanted to make it to the NFL and I wanted to do something for my family. Because I was able to hold my hand up, that allowed me to stand out in the crowd. I was able to graduate on the dean's list, and it shocked me that I could do the unthinkable by just being courageous, by just being brave. It was hard. Many nights I fell asleep on my computer. It was hard spending eight hours in a tutoring room, it was in tutoring. It was hard. But when you do what is easy, life will be hard. But when you do what is hard, life will be easy. I graduated, and that and me graduating gave me the gratitude to go to college, where you, where I became the first paraplegic at the University of Alabama in Birmingham to ever receive a full ride in football and I never touched the field and I never touched the field. And I was able to become an Emmy award-winning speaker, a best-selling author, the director of to development, career placement, all these different titles and things that I've been able to receive. But I've just really now, because of my story, because of everything that I've went through, I, I have really been focusing on the people, right? Because Again, sometimes we we get so caught up in our titles, right? We get so caught up in our titles. And my senior year in high school, I was caught up in my title. This five-star athlete, opportunity to go and play ball anywhere. My mom would tell me, you got to slow down. And I was just like that guy on the Titanic. Be quiet. I know what I'm doing. Be quiet. I know what I'm doing. Nothing's going to happen to me. And I end up doing something to myself that if I just would have slowed down, I would be, I I believe I would be farther than where I am today. But I'm thankful for where I am today because of the lives that I've impacted, because of relationship. It's all because of relationship. A a person with a title with no relationship is just a person with the title, Will. But a person that has a relationship is a human being. That's what it's about, always understanding.
0: You know, Timothy, when I was setting up this show, I titled this Inspired to Be Faithful with Timothy Alexander. And I'm also thinking another title I could have used was Inspired by Redemption. Is yeah. man, your story is so redeeming. And in there's it, it, Principal Matters listeners, I know you are just as inspired as I am right now listening to Timothy. Mm-hmm. And his story, you know, part of the reason I know your story too is because we spent a lot of time together one-on-one. And who you are when you're in public is who you are when you're in private, Timothy. And that integrity is such an important part of how I believe you've been able to build relationships with other people. How can listeners stay connected with you. If they want to find out more about your work, they want to invite you to their school and I'll put a QR code in the show notes and then on my website, but tell folks how they can reach out to you.
1: You can reach out to me at inspired by TA dot com. I-N-S-P-R-E-D-B-Y-T-A dot com. We have an amazing team that's excited to connect, that's excited to challenge, and they're excited to remind you that we don't need it to be easy. We just need it to be possible. If you can't remember that, just remember Inspired by T.A. I'm one click away. I-N-S-P-R-E-D-B-Y-T-A.
0: Thank you, Timothy. I'm also going to put a link in the show notes. If you want to go to my website at williamdparker.com and look at episode 358, you can connect with Timothy there. And Timothy, I just want to make a quick announcement. Now that Principal Matters has become my full-time work, I reached out to you as my friend and ask you if I could include you on my website because I'm creating a tab that I'm calling Principal Matters Associates for my friends who are doing incredible work whom I would recommend to anyone and you are that man and so thank you so much for saying yes Yes, to me when I ask you for that opportunity as we wrap up I just want to give you an opportunity to any parting words of advice for listeners as they're stepping into a new school year
1: yep the greatest advice that I can give you I give you what a friend told me a long time ago and he said the greatest use of life is to so live your life so that the use of your life outlives your life. The coaches, the teachers, the people that inspired me through education, some of them are not with us anymore, but their life is still inspiring my life. Step in the hallways as I step into my car as I, as I put my helmet on of an educator, I always think about how their life affected me. And so I just challenge you to be bold, to be brave and be brief, but to always remember you need help. Just remember you can do it. And if you need help, I can help you do it, but have fun. You are the one called on go out there and make a difference because what you do truly does matter.
0: Ah, I don't even need to wrap up the show. Timothy Alexander, thank you so much for this opportunity to reconnect with you, my friend. And Principal Matters listeners, I want to encourage you right now, jump on your computer, your phone, whatever. You can either go to my website at WilliamDparker.com or you can go to inspiredbyta.com and you can connect with Timothy Alexander and get him in your school this year. TA, until next time, thank you. And Principal Matters listeners, thank you for doing what matters. We'll talk to you again soon. You can find free resources like this one at my website at williamdparker.com. Check out the services link on williamdparker.com to learn more about leadership academies, mastermind offerings, and executive coaching. If you're planning professional development for the year ahead, or you're looking for keynote presentations from any of my books, please email me at will at williamdparker.com. Thank you for learning together today, and thanks again for doing what matters.